0: Love Talk Radio. Hi, and welcome to episode number 143 of Thyroid Nation Radio live talk show and podcast brought to you by Just Thrive Probiotic. I'm Dana.
1: And I'm Tiffany, and we'll be your hosts for today.
0: And we are so excited. We are going to have a really neat show. Today, we are talking with James Maskell. Entrepreneur, author, speaker, founder of The Evolution of Medicine, and all-around healthcare paradigm game changer. We'll be talking to him about a new alternative to health insurance with functional medicine as the standard of care. How about that?
1: That's pretty awesome. (laughs) Right? All the people with chronic disease just perked their ears and
0: went. Yes, they did.
1: (laughs) Yes, they did. (laughs)
0: They sure did, and before we get started with him, I really want to um, just give a little quick shout out to Thyroid Refresh. Uh, We're trying to help uh, patients implement thyroid-specific diet and lifestyle changes by making the process simple, digestible, attainable, and especially fun. Um, Jenny and I have worked really hard on it. You'll have to check out the site, and soon Sorry, 30, our first wellness, 30-day wellness adventure uh, will be launching hopefully sometime this fall, maybe in September. So keep your eyes and ears open for that.
1: Mm -hmm. And please check out thriveprobiotic.com. Very unique, spore-based, with actual verified studies to survive gastric acid. It's gluten, dairy, sugar-free, non-GMO, mandatory minimums for just about anything these days. And proven to reduce endotoxins, triglycerides, and symptoms of leaky gut. Very, very, very important. Proven, that's the key word. And it looks like he is with us. So with no further ado, let's get this Thyroid Nation thriving. Good morning, James. Can you hear us okay? Hey,
2: I can hear you great. Thanks for having me. Glad to be on with you guys.
1: Oh, my gosh. Thanks for being with us. Yeah. This is very cool. Yes, it is. (laughs) I want to jump right in and hear more about that But can we hear a little bit about you How did you get into the healthcare paradigm and changing all of this And tell us a little bit about you
2: Yeah, so I was the weird kid at school that did natural health I actually was born in (laughs) in Loveland, Colorado Um, I had a chiropractor and a homeopath And I didn't realize that that was abnormal Until I went to school and realized that no one knew what either of those things were I was the only kid in school who <laughs> whose mum insisted that she be contacted before I be given antibiotics, and I can remember really clearly. So I, I I sort of had this rebellious phase where I thought I needed to be an investment banker, and I just remember reading, you know, in a, in, around that same time, like just the first news on uh, this coming wave of antibiotic resistance, and I was like, how did my mum know with no medical training? How did she know 20 years ago that there was going to be a downside to the overuse of antibiotics? And that just started, you know, a thinking process in me. And eventually I just realized after really only like six months working in London at, you know, one of the biggest banks in the world that I was playing for the wrong team and I needed to get involved. (laughs) And something from my childhood was a solution to what at the time was, you know, and it still is the world's most vexing problem, which is chronic disease, right? It's a big problem here in America. It's going to bankrupt everyone in the next 20 years. But it's a big problem all over the world. My father lives in South Africa 10 years ago. The number one diagnosis in South Africa is, type, is um, TB. It's an infectious disease. Now it's mm-hmm. type 2 diabetes. So the the oh, landscape wow. of disease is changing all across the world. No one really has a good plan. And so, 13 years ago, I decided to move to America, and I started working on the front lines of integrative medicine. I worked in a clinic in Georgia. I lived in Georgia for two years, and then I started working with doctors all across the Northeast. And then, you know, sort of, uh, I I was very much involved in helping doctors to, you know, run more successful practices, trying to get more doctors to do integrative and functional medicine. And that's, that was the beginning of the journey.
1: Holy cow. <laughs> right. That's a lot. I mean, that's, my brain <laughs> is a great reeling with questions, <laughs> I
0: know. but I, I'm, you know, I'm here in Colorado, James. And so, um, it's interesting, you know, you have this, you know, I don't know. I guess it's not a thick accent, but you know, you're born here in Loveland and you know, your dad's from Australia. Where's your mom from?
2: My dad's South African, my mom's also South African African and English, yeah, and I grew up mainly in England and a little bit in South Africa. I just happened to be born in in Loveland, Colorado in, uh, yeah, 1980.
0: (laughs) Very, very cool. So you've been all around. I love it. Yeah, there's lots of questions and lots of things we want to jump into. Tiff, did you have something right off the bat?
1: Oh, no. Geez, I don't even know where to start, but... um... I'm curious to see when you were talking with practitioners and trying to help them with their practices and things like that, you know, as so many people don't realize that they're very unhappy too. There are many physicians that are very unhappy with the current paradigm. It's not, um, you know, physician suicide is very high. And what did you find when you were talking to them? What What did you learn from the physicians about this new paradigm that you've created?
2: Well, you know, the first seven years of my career was really listening to all types of practitioners. Like I was in a sales role and my sales strategy was to get in there and have a conversation and see what was going on. And I literally put 100,000 miles on my car, I went to see every practitioner in the Northeast from functional medicine MD to some other types of specialist MDs who had no real reason. there was no idea why I was there. Right through to people who are doing sort of Reiki in their in their garage and everything in between, chiropractors, acupuncturists, nurse practitioners, naturopathic doctors, and I, you know, I really got a great idea of what was going on in the industry. And you know, there's there's basically, you know, there's a number of things going on. First of all, doctors, physicians themselves, are super unhappy in the current system, right? They are just a, a cog in the wheel many of them have sold their practices into like hospital systems. They've you know sort of left private practice and ended up in a situation where they don't control their own life and their own destiny. And they're sort of an, they're now a sort of a cog in a wheel in a system that is bad for patients and bad for doctors. So, you know, that's reflected in, in what you just said there. It's reflected in the suicide rate. It's reflected in, like, the number of doctors that who have been, like, third-generation doctors who are now saying to their kids, hey, don't go into medicine, right, Right. after right. generations. So, you know, there, there's problems on doctors on that end. And then, you know, in the integrative and functional medicine world, it's completely the opposite. People love their jobs. They love sitting there. for an hour with people. I mean, the very first, I, I started this thing called the Functional Forum. It became the largest, you know, worldwide community for integrative and functional medicine. It's like a sort of kind of like a conference, but it's streamed online. And, you know, all the way through that, we've heard from doctors. On the very first episode, you know, Dr. Kelly Brogan talked about the fact of how much she loves her job, getting to the root cause of patients, spending time with them. But, you know, it's not always been easy to run a functional medicine practice because it's just it's a new thing, and it's happening typically outside of insurance. And so, you know, in my book, The Evolution of Medicine, that came out in 2016, I really looked to sort of set out not only like a, a sort of a step-by-step reasoning in why doctors should be practicing functional medicine, but also sort of like a, a roadmap for them to get out of the system start their own practice with a radically reduced overhead and, you know, start falling back in love with medicine ultimately because really, you know, the first step in our plan in, in 2013, my partner and I looked out at the world and we were like, we, we think that a functional medicine operating system when done efficiently can be part of the solution to control healthcare costs and keep people healthy, right? We, we thought that that is a key part of the solution but there's just not enough practitioners, not enough doctors doing it. And so the first step in our plan was to rapidly increase the number of doctors that were trained in integrative and functional medicine. So we started the Functional Forum. We took content that was previously only available paid at conferences and put it online for free. We built communities of doctors, 500 communities all around the uh, the country and the world to try and get make it easier for doctors to find out about functional medicine and start practicing it. We made partnerships with the industry's, you know, top uh, organizations in the industry all with the goal of increasing the numbers of doctors that were in private practice doing functional medicine. And, you know, we came up with this concept of the what we call the functional micro practice, which is a low overhead practice. And what we've seen in the last three years is these practices popping up, not just in, you know, New York and San Francisco and L.A. and the big markets. But literally almost every town, every city in the country now has a functional medicine practice. And, you know, we've we've supported that growth. And it's really exciting to see. And more and more doctors are making it in private practice doing functional medicine. And, you know, this is just like the first step in us trying to get where we wanted to get to, which is to, you know, to increase the number of doctors doing it. And now we're sort of taking on step two of the plan, which is how do we create massive access to the functional medicine operating system?
1: I love it. I love, I love the idea of all of it and how, how do we make it accessible to everybody, though, for people that don't have insurance. I mean, doctors are tied by insurance. Patients are tied by insurance. And it's like this mill right now that's just yeah. not – it's just not working. I, I, well, I spoke with a doctor. Yeah, one of the doctors that just kind of a tidbit really quickly that I went to last week. They had um, they were changing and updating their computer system, and he was he they, he was so behind. Literally, he was three hours behind. I waited three hours in the in the uh, waiting room. I couldn't believe it, <laughs> but I had to see this doctor. I had to to have this appointment. So. I waited, and when I went in there, he was shaking his head. He was so frustrated, and he said, Tiffany, I can't even see my patients anymore. And, you know, for some reason, that, like, landed on my forehead. Like, it was such a profound statement. He said, I'm so incorporated in trying to figure out these computer systems and Uh, the labs and where to find this and where to order this and where to refer this. And he says, I don't even look at my patients anymore. And it was really a very profound statement because I thought there are so many doctors that are like this. So Afterwards, I went and I spoke to the office manager and I said, why can't you just allow him a chart? A chart that he can easily reference so that he could spend more time with his patients and then have somebody else input this information into the computer. It's not that hard you know we there's so many things that are taking time and time and time and time away more and more time away from all of the patients and it's just it's going to crash it's crashing currently but you know this this is an answer to so many things James so many things i mean how do we get this out there and how do we get it where it's accessible to everybody
2: yeah well let me be- So, you know, the first thing we had to do is, you know, there's still not enough doctors doing functional medicine. And the other thing is what we realized is that not everyone needs the full functional medicine workup, right? Right, If you're chronically ill and you've had Hashimoto's for 20 years, right, you probably need the full functional medicine workup to work out what's going on with the thyroid, doing the different markers, sitting with the doctor, looking at your current medication, you know, dealing with any polypharmacy issues, right? In that moment, you need someone who's licensed to practice medicine because they need to be able to change your drug regimen, either put you on more drugs or take you off less drugs. You know, that that, that is necessary. There's right. a limited number of those doctors. What we saw in our thesis when we started into, you know, sort of, version two, this new plan, which was, okay, now we've got enough of these doctors, you know, to start building the next phase. Our thesis was, is that the functional medicine doctor of today is doing two things simultaneously. One is there being the, like, root cause resolution sort of doctor doing the different labs and looking for root causes that have not been found by the rest of medicine, and two is they're helping patients to execute on lifestyle behaviors. Right. So Stress and sleep and nutrition and exercise, the fundamentals of health creation. And ultimately, we realize that this is two different jobs. And the the fact that you have a three hundred dollar an hour doctor doing the job that a fifty dollar an hour health coach could do doesn't make sense. And so last year we started to play with the idea of essentially taking people in, putting them into basically three tiers, tier one, healthy no real inputs needed. Tier three, chronically ill, polypharmacy needs the doctor. But tier two, our thesis was that we could, if we just took functional medicine trained health coaches, supervise them by a doctor. So they're being supervised by the doctor. So you have a situation where you don't get into a situation where the health coach misses something like acute. And then, you know, they end up having a problem there. So physician supervised functional medicine trained health coach, Let's see what those people can do with these Tier 2 people. Tier 2 is sort of like moderately, chronically ill for, you know, symptoms, probably taking some OTC meds, probably doesn't have that many prescriptions. But, you know, if you leave them to their own devices, they're going to go down into Tier 3. It's only a matter of time. But if you actually do some inputs on them, they go back to Tier 1. And it was, it was a great success. You know, I've said for a long time I feel like the functional medicine trained health coach is the most valuable provider in the system because if they can actually execute, help people execute healthy behaviors and help people learn more about themselves, you know, that's something that adds value into the system for the next, you know, to that patient forever because you're like teaching them how to understand and use their body. So you know, so that was our thesis. So the first step was we needed to be able to deliver care to more people with fewer doctors, and that's what we worked out last year. We did some we did some testing, and we saw that this you know for tier two we could just just use the health coaches. We wouldn't have to have the doctor, and that way we could sort of scale up, um, scale up a lot more.
1: Very nice. And basic labs can be can rule out uh, you know significant differences in those tiers too.
2: Yeah, exactly. Basic labs is, is what we did too. And, and, you know, one thing that comes up is, is that, you know, you can't build anything new or anything that could solve the problem on the current system. And labs, I'll just to give you an example. Labs is one reason why you cannot build anything successful, you know, in, in, in the current system. So, you know, if, you, if you're just an average person and you have a high deductible plan, and you decide that you're going to go and see your doctor. And the doctor says, hey, you need this basic lab work. And you, just like you've been taught to do, give across your insurance card.
1: Right. At
2: that moment, when you give across your insurance card, what you're basically telling the people, that, you know, what you're telling everyone in the ecosystem is, charge me full price for these labs. That's basically right. what you're saying. Right, mm-hmm. And so what you see is that this lab panel that would have cost you $2,000, which you're paying every single dollar out of, out of pocket because you haven't met your deductible for the year. If you went directly to a lab and said, hey, I want these labs directly, which you can do in 47 states in America, that same $2,000 lab panel is costing you like 100 bucks. Absolutely. It's that, it's that. It's that much of a difference. It's a 20x return. And the only thing that you – if you're looking objectively at that, the only thing that you can say is that this is an insane scam. And I use those words very carefully. This is a scam. It right? is. And you can't build anything on a scam. And so we decided that we wanted to build whatever we were going to build as an alternative to insurance. You couldn't build on that system, right? When there's 15 different prices for the same thing, depending on what insurance you have, that is ridiculous. And so we, we started to look at, okay, what are the systems that we see out there that are building on the cash economy, Because the cash economy in medicine is coming around. One, because people have high deductibles and they're now like stewards of their own money, right? They have to be able to know what to spend. And, you know, so that's one thing. The high deductibles has led to this. The second thing is transparency, right? The Internet exists now. And so, you know, there are services popping up that will compare two MRIs in the same town using literally the same equipment where there's a 10x differential in those prices too. And so people are starting to get wise as to, like, how to find value in healthcare, And also, like, consumers know how to find value. In every other – outside of medicine, in every other walk of life, if you walk into a, you know, Best Buy and you see one TV that's $100 and one that's $1,000 and they do pretty much the same thing, you're buying the $100 one, right? You understand how to find value. Consumers understand how to find value. So we thought, okay, there's enough of a cash economy now in medicine. You've got doctors, these functional doctors who are charging cash – You've got these health coaches that are typically charging cash. And by the way, like to get paid in cash too. That's the other thing. You know, doctors and patients both prefer cash. Patients prefer paying cash because they get the lowest possible price. Doctors prefer getting cash because they get paid straight away. So who doesn't like cash? People that don't do anything, don't contribute to health in any way, like insurance companies. Right, they love right. the inflated prices. You know, the mm-hmm. hospitals love the inflated prices. Pharma loves the inflated prices. Look at Martin Shkreli, right? These guys love the inflated prices. No one likes the cash crisis, apart from the only people that matter in healthcare, right? So we were like, okay, we're going to build on the cash economy. So where are some examples right now of where whole economies have been built around cash? And. Three years ago, I stumbled across this thing, Christian Health Cost Sharing Ministry, and I actually have been a member of one for the last three years called Liberty Health Share, and actually in 2015, we marketed a product with Liberty Health Share called Liberty Direct, and it was a great success. And, you know, a million Americans today, a million Christian Americans use Liberty Health Share to manage their risk, their health risks. And it's essentially, you know, the, if, if you haven't heard of it thus far, it's essentially a structure where groups of people, in this case groups of Christians traditionally, have decided that they're going to share their health costs as part of a community. They have certain values. They have certain agreements about how they help share their health costs. And the health costs are shared amongst the community. And the cost of that thing is so much cheaper than insurance. So I'm a guy with a five-year-old daughter and a wife of childbearing age. So for the crappiest Obamacare plan, I'm looking at $1,500 a month. My Liberty Health share is $449 a month. And that is a $1,000 a month saving. That's a $12,000 savings per year over health insurance. And I've never used either of them. Lucky like, you in know, touchwood, my, myself and my family are healthy. I use that $12,000 to pay for things like chiropractic and nutrition and other things that I want, that I value. And this has been a great system. So all my all the time, you know, I've been thinking, wouldn't it be awesome if the integrative and functional medicine community, the community of health-conscious people in America, could start their own, you know, health-cost-sharing community? Because we've been literally... All we've ever done at the Evolution of Medicine is build community. The Functional Forum started as a community in New York. Then, you know, as a community of doctors interested in this kind of care, we built 500 communities around the world, like literally people getting in a room together every month and talking about functional medicine. So we're all about community. We've taught doctors how to build community, how to do group visits, how to do, you know, things where there's peer-to-peer healthcare happening. And so this is like super in align line with, with what I want to do on, with my time on this planet. And so, you know, so we, would, we were thinking, wow, I wish we could start our own health cost-sharing community. And up until January 1st last year, you couldn't. There were five Christian ministries, and they were sanctioned by Obamacare um, to have an exemption to the mandate for individual mandate for health insurance. And so there were only these five groups that could qualify. And then on January 2nd in the Trump tax bill, the individual mandate pretty much went away. And at that moment, just because I'm like the weird guy who, who, who you, know, <laughs> you know, has been following this, has been involved in it, I just said, you know, that this is our moment where we can build our own health cost-sharing community that's built with where we have, where we control the fact that we're going to control the first two layers of primary care. And the first layer is going to be this health coach that's going to help everyone execute on the healthy behaviors. And then we've got this nationwide network of telemedicine, functional medicine with these doctors in every state that can be like the backup plan if you're not getting healthy just based on the lifestyle delivery. And it's going to be cheaper than health insurance. And this is going to be a super disruptive product in the market. And so, you know, the first half of this year, we've been getting the pieces in play, lining up the partners, speaking to affiliates and supporters and people who have supported us through, you know, through all the things that we've been doing, and we're going to go for it. So in, in, um, in October, you'll be able to sign up. It's called the New Health Community, and our goal is to be able to bring together health-conscious individuals who choose to be healthy, maybe because they're Christian, but maybe not. You know, there are plenty of healthy Jews and Muslims and, you know, other people in this country of all different types of faith. That have been sort of excluded from the potential or the opportunity to be in a health cost sharing community because there were only five sanctions. they were all Christian. So it's going to be completely non-denominational. There's going to be a certain set of rules that you abide by in the pool, by like take you know uh, doing healthy behaviours, not eating McDonald's, that kind of stuff. But ultimately, and uh, ultimately, what we're doing here, guys, is we're setting up a structure where people who care about health are incentivized to help each other. That's, that's what we need. We need a structure. Community is the most powerful force in health creation. Community is the most powerful force in health cost, uh, co- health cost reduction. And at the moment in society, it's not incentivized in any way. If you come into our community, the whole community will be incentivized to reduce the cost of the pool because ultimately you're paying a portion of it. And so, yeah, we're going to be launching this in October and, you know, you can sign up from October and then care is going to kick in January 1st on the exact date that, you know, the Trump tax bill basically kicks in and the individual mandate goes away. So we're super excited about it. We think it's going to be a disruptive product. And we're excited to be talking to people who are speaking to people who already understand that functional medicine is, is the best and the best operating system for creating health and maintaining reduction in health care costs. And so I'm um, I'm excited to be here today to share it with your community, and um
0: you know and you know that's what we're doing. Well, I just want to be a cheerleader for you because I'm I'm sitting <laughs> over here kind of just bouncing like this is so great. I'm so happy, and um, I can't wait for it to roll out. So James, I have a couple questions. Is this this is
1: something because telemedicine cannot prescribe? So I have. A couple of questions this does not what do you replace mean telemedicine?
2: What, what do you mean they telemedicine can't cannot they
1: can't prescribe correct
2: no not correct no you, you telemedicine telemedicine has to be done within state lines, right? You know, uh, health coaching is not licensed, so it can happen anywhere. Anywhere, right. But we have doctors in the state. So when you sign up and you need a functional medicine appointment, you'll be assigned to a functional medicine doctor in your state for the appointment. And, yeah, they can prescribe. Look at Teladoc. Look at these services like Doctor on Demand. I mean, pretty much all they do is prescribe. You call up, you have a one-minute appointment with the doctor, and they send a prescription to your local Walgreens. But they have to see
1: them in person one time, correct?
2: Okay. The laws are changing very rapidly, and, um, you know, telemedicine laws are changing. It's different state to state, but in most states you don't have to see people in person first.
0: Okay, gotcha. Is that changing too? I mean, I do know that I had a doctor tell me he couldn't prescribe. He was in Arizona um, until I saw him first, but are, are those laws changing?
2: The laws are changing, and look, don't trust doctors to know what's up with the law. Like, they've got a million things going on. Listen to to how you just described them earlier in the show, Wayne, three hours behind. You're trusting that guy to be up to date with the telemedicine laws after he can't see patients in a timely manner? Like, he's got a million other things on his plate. Don't listen to that guy.
1: So will it have an option, like you said, you'll meet with a doctor in your area? Was that, like, physically or just via telemedicine?
2: Well, look, initially, it's a, this is a big country, right? This is a big country. And so, like, eventually, you know, we're part of the reason I'm, I'm doing this nationwide tour this summer to get all of these doctors locked into our system. I mean, if you show up and you're in Redding, California, you know, I'm not sure if we have a functional medicine doctor in Redding, California, because it's in the middle of nowhere in the top part of the state. And I know that I can get you a telemedicine appointment. If you live in San Francisco or San Diego or a city where there's a, where there's a doctor in our network, you can go there in person. It's just, you know, the demand and supply for functional medicine is such at this moment that, you know, that we're having to build our network of, of practitioners. And so whether or not you can go in person or not is going to depend on the state and the city that you live in.
1: Gotcha. Okay, now on a grander scale, and I just I just have to ask the question just because, personally it applies but for people who are on you know dialysis or that have a horrible car accident or something like that how does this work in place of or you know work to settle that is what i'm saying or is this just yeah,
2: so, you know, no this is this is a replacement for health insurance right this is you have this just like you have liberty health share right if you get hit by a car if I'm in a community of people that is sharing their health costs, and someone gets hit by a car, by, by a car that's exactly the reason why we have a health cost sharing community. Right. I'm not gonna. I didn't get hit by a car, but I know that someone in my community did. I want to take care of them, and you know. And ultimately, if there's thirty thousand people in my community and someone gets hit by hit by a car and it costs thirty thousand dollars, I'm happy to chip in a dollar, as is everyone else in the community. So that's gotcha. how. it happens. With chronic gotcha. disease. You know, people with chronic disease will be allowed into it, but there are some rules about how we share costs that come from diseases that were already in play by the time you signed up. And you know, that'll be more clear as we come along. But essentially, we don't share in the first year. We don't share costs of pre-existing conditions. They're shared more in year two, three, and four. But ultimately, that's the way that we have to set things up because if we end up with the most unhealthy people in society, in our community, the community is not in good shape. We need people who, you know, the ideal person for us is someone who had, you know, I'm on thyroid radio right now, so if you had a thyroid issue, you had some labs done, maybe you were doing allopathic medicine for a while, you realised it wasn't working, you had a transformational moment either with a practitioner or from listening to this radio show, you started eating better, you started sleeping better, and you got your you know, your your symptoms under control through natural methods. Like we want you because you already know how to keep yourself healthy and the chances of you getting type two diabetes or another autoimmune disease or others is much lower because you are already you know executing on the healthy behaviors so that's the perfect person if you're the kind of person that's on a ten thousand dollar a month autoimmune drug regimen right and you're only paying a thousand dollars a month in insurance it's not great for a health cost-sharing community you can see that right their cost is 10x more than they're paying into the community so we have to have a limited number of those people and so that's how we've you know that's how we set up the structure I mean ultimately the ACA is great for those people but we, you know, we we're looking there to are set others. up. Right.
1: Right. Yeah, there are others, We're looking
2: to set up what healthcare should be for the next twenty to a hundred to two hundred years. Right, that's my goal here. My goal isn't to solve everyone's problem in America right. with their health insurance. It's a, it's a jump in good. the
1: right direction. It's a, it's
2: a yeah, we have to set up a structure, and that structure would include the right incentives and the right care. The right care is clearly lifestyle driven medicine it has to be the diseases that we're seeing today are born of lifestyle and the right. medical system has no idea how to deal with things because they're getting to them way too late
1: So, and that's not is, really their training
2: that is really not their not training, training, their training. No. yeah exactly so that's the first thing that that's the care paradigm it has to be like that and then the on the on the other side like with insurance the way that it's set up right now you know you don't have any incentive to do anything apart from just gouge it right right? if you're paying a thousand dollars a month and you're just healthy you know over time you know the psyche is going to show that you're going to be like what the hell am I paying for this for oh I could have a Botox treatment and it's going to cost 30 grand and it's only going to cost me five thousand out of pocket I'm doing it because, you know, because you're like so annoyed that you'd be paying all of this high amount, these premiums for such a long time, you're not getting any value from it. You end up in a situation where that we have now, where we have $800 billion of fraud and waste in the system because of exactly these factors, $800 billion. That's like bigger than every, almost any other economy on the planet. That's, it's a quarter of the $3.2 trillion that we spend on healthcare in this country. And so we have to have a way where people become custodians of their healthcare dollars, Absolutely. their own healthcare dollars, and the, the, the dollars of the community and the health cost sharing community. I've been part of it for three years, and it, it changes your mindset away from, Absolutely. I've got to gouge this thing. Uh, because I'm paying and I'm not getting anything. To I'm a responsible member of this community, and I take responsibility for the costs that I'm incurring, and I and I try to help others to reduce the costs that they're incurring because I know that I'm responsible for a portion of all those costs.
1: Hmm. Absolutely, that hmm. is uh, that is the way we have to change it, one way or another. I mean sadly and,
0: it's it's <laughs> Well, I was just gonna say we have to start somewhere. You know, right. this isn't the this isn't the catch all be all for every single person. This is we have to start somewhere and we have to start getting people uh to realize they have to be responsible for their health. And um Yeah, we want to
2: take people who are already committed to personal responsibility and start to set up a framework for community responsibility. I mean, that's what I'm saying. If you're listening to this and you're already committed to personal responsibility, then you are overpaying for health insurance currently. You are overinsured. The health plan that you bought is assuming that you're not responsible for your health because you're prepaying for a ton of drugs that you will never use. And so those people are our target market where you already have decided that I'm going to be proactive about my health. And in, through making that decision, you are now participating in health care differently than your neighbor and then all these other people. That person is a perfect fit for us because one, they're going to save money over their health insurance. Two, they're going to get a kind of care that is designed to keep them healthy. And three, they're going to end up with a a structure where they can be in a group of like-minded people where they can feel supported and where they can actually support other people. And what I'm really excited about and why we're doing, again, this nationwide tour uh, that just started in San Francisco two days ago and is going now through November 1st, which is the last date on the tour, which is open enrollment. Uh, It happens to be open enrollment. That's the last date on the tour. The reason why we're doing this tour is to introduce people who obviously care about this to each other. Because, you know, ultimately, we know that obesity and all these chronic diseases are, you know, ultimately transmissible diseases because you're way more likely to be obese if your friends are obese. And so we need to start a culture, an epidemic
1: of health, and that starts by building community.
0: hmm
1: You know, if you look at the Scandinavian countries, this, this type of education is something that comes very early. You know, I mean, this is this is – built into their way of life, it's, it's, it has to go in that direction. This, the healthcare paradigm now makes too much money on people being ill. It's just not there, – there's no benefit for it for, for patients. It's really not.
2: Absolutely. You know, people think that health insurance has incentives to reduce costs because maybe you've had a claim denied and you're like, well, those guys are just keeping my money. The truth of it is is that they actually want costs to go up. And the reason why is because in the, local, in the latest, you know, in the ACA, the amount of profit that a, an insurance company could make was capped at 20%. And so 20% of a $1,000 a month is, is bigger than 20% of $200 a month. And so that's the reason why you see that, you know, most people think insurance companies are there to constrain the cost, but it's totally wrong.
0: Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Well, this My is goodness. super exciting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My brain is trying to absorb all this. And, you know, I guess I'm kind of thinking about, you know, there is no real way to incorporate everybody in this plan. You have to start somewhere. Um, but, you know, I have family and friends that, that don't really fit into your um, market. And that just kind of makes me sad But I realize that you have to start somewhere. So, um, I guess just. Well, move. James, yeah, James is going to get said, this someone.
1: side down. What, what yeah, our intention James.
2: is, like, imagine, imagine this, right? We get, let's just say, we get ten thousand people who are committed to this project, right? This is a on. This is a great business. It's going to be ongoing. We're going to be able to like provide a ton of community support. Um, you know, we're going to do it next year in October two thousand nineteen. We've been running the co- community now for a, a year. First of all, people are going to want to come into this community because it's going to be way cheaper than insurance. Like the the, the numbers on insurance are only going to continue to skyrocket, skyrocket high with the ACA because the ACA is now unfunded, right? It's not federally funded. So, you know, the numbers of how much plans are going to go up this year is going to be ridiculous. Just wait and see what happens in October. The numbers are going to be way higher. So people are going to be like, oh, I need an alternative You know, what can I find? So our thing is going to be now super exciting to people. But ultimately, you know, we're going to have to, you know, we're going to set up a structure where people are going to have to participate in their health in order to get in. And ultimately what that is doing is incentivizing now people in the right way to be healthy. Because right now, just like you said, everyone in the system is incentivized to be not healthy. Um, even though the best thing that you can do if you want to save money is to be healthy because the co-pay, whatever insurance you have, the co-pays, the visits, the drug co-pays, whatever, like those cost money. And ultimately, the number one way that you can stay healthy is to, uh, you know, is is to save money in the system is, is to keep yourself healthy. And ultimately, we want to set up incentive structures where people are incentivized to stay healthy and get healthy and help their friends to get healthy. And ultimately, that's what we're doing here.
1: Hmm, I think that's awesome. Yeah, I think that's awesome. And so when you're How, doing these tours, like, sorry, give us an the... example, James. If a, a thyroid patient comes to you, based on your tears and things like that, if a thyroid patient comes to you, they're they're taking thyroid medication. Is there a particular um, I wouldn't call it a share of cost, so to speak? so not everybody gets the share the same share of cost to buy in or is how do pre-existing conditions play into the share of cost i mean obviously certain people will be said no to correct so take an average thyroid patient
2: yeah describe this average
1: thyroid patient what are they taking what are their costs they're taking taking they they? armor and you know, plugging along their merry way.
0: And no, no other, other pre existing conditions no other, other, other conditions. than Hashimoto. Okay.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so ultimately, you know, so this so you would come in, you would pay your regular unshared amount. So for someone, you know, depending on what sort of unshared amount, that, there's a whole language that you have to use in cost sharing that is because the whole thing is very similar to insurance. But if I use the word deductible, or premium or coverage, I'm using a language of insurance which is not okay because this is not insurance, it's health cost sharing. It's communities of people sharing their costs, and so there's a word called a share amount, which is essentially equivalent to a premium. You something you pay every month, and then there's an annual unshared amount, which is like you have to pay the first amount up to before the you know the cost sharing kicks in. So, but let's say you choose a plan, you pay in your everything every month. Now, because your thyroid is a pre-existing condition, you would essentially not—you you wouldn't be able to share the cost of your Armour thyroid in the first in the first year. So, whatever that cost, you're paying it yourself. You, you, you could we could help you get the cash rate. We can help you get the cheapest price on it. But ultimately, you're going to have to carry that in year one, and year two, and year three, it starts to kick in. But ultimately, you would start to work straight away with the health coach who would take a look at your labs. You know, you would go through, like, you know, do the full TSH, you know, lab testing and see what those numbers are in there. And they would help you come up with a lifestyle plan to, you know, to get you to a point where you could come off the medication. And if you get you know, if you're at a point where you're feeling better and, you know, you're you're doing that, then you would see one of the doctors in our community, probably like the functional doctor over telemedicine. And probably for a short amount of time because ultimately, you know, if their job shorter than an hour and a half anyway, if their if their job in this role is to you know, you have to have a physician or someone licensed to practice medicine to say, Hey, you can come off the medication now if you would have that appointment, they'd come off the medication. And then, hopefully you're healthy and you don't have to pay anything. you're just paying now your shared amount, and that you know that that monthly share amount is in case you get hit by a car you know at any moment, if you have a condition that comes up that's not related or not it's not your Hashimoto's thyroiditis, it's not your thyroid condition if you suddenly have a digestive issue or if you suddenly get cancer or you suddenly get hit by a car you're going to be covered by the community. You're not covered. I can't use the word covered. Your, your, your costs of your condition are going to be shared. The number one thing that I want to talk about that, is that, that I think is a great service that's included in this that people underestimate, the number one thing that I hear from people that they hate is to be like having to do all the legwork to call the insurance company, work out what everything costs, go back and forth all the time. In our system – if you, have any, if you have any issue that there's going to be more than a doctor's visit, so any issue, if you get hit by a car, if you have any sort of acute thing, if you, you, know, anything like that comes up, you get a personal concierge who will walk you through the system and do all of that for you. So let's just say you do get hit by a car. Well, hit by a car is probably a bit extreme. Let's say you fall over and break your arm.
1: <laughs> right, right? Okay.
2: You fall over and break your arm you instead what do you, what would you do today? If you got hit if you broke broke your arm here, you just go to the hospital and the bills would start accruing and you know, you'd be getting charged at the highest rate and whatever. In our system, you would call your personal concierge, tell them what's happened, you have to do it within forty eight hours. And then they are going to go to work on your behalf to speak to the hospital, negotiate with them you know essentially work out a price for not just you know them to fix your arm but the aftercare appointments the follow up appointments basically creating a sort of a an all in one package negotiating that down to the cheapest possible rate and then paying it directly for the cost share so you Which you're not can be significant
1: for those listening uh, for those that don't understand that the significant difference in the amount between those two things is enormous <laughs> You know, in other words, 15000 for a CT scan down to 1500 or 2000 I mean, it's an enormous difference. I don't no, think yeah. most people really realize that.
2: You only realize it if you're the person who's been on the end of it <laughs> unintentionally, right. you know, already, where you're like, how did I get this crazy bill? Right. Well, you don't know. What most people don't know is that if you get a bill from the hospital and you say, like, hey, I've got insurance and I want to pay cash, they'll give you a, a 10x reduction in that price. 10x. 10x, are you kidding me? Like, this This is a scam. Like, this is a scam, my friends. And we are going to create something that is built on a real cost economy, right? What is a price? A price is what people will be willing to pay to do it. And guess what? Hospitals and systems and doctor's offices and whatever are willing to take a much lower price than they bill insurance for if they can get paid in cash today. Because for them, billing insurance is a pain in the ass too because it takes them three months to get paid. They only get paid a percentage of what they bill. So like the whole system has been set up on this like scam and counter scam, right. and we're just going to cut through the noise and just you know, build on something that's real. Right? What is the real price? What is the real cost of everything? You can't build anything sustainable or, you know, or something that is actually going to reduce costs on the current system.
1: Now, the good thing, just just throwing this out there to the thyroid patients out there about the benefit, you know, because I know that some thyroid patients that are listening are stuck on the fact of, I can't stop taking my medication and I can't this and that. There are benefits to what is being described there as well. Number one is you have control over what type of thyroid medication that you can get. You're not limited by your insurance company and It sounds like you guys negotiate a cheaper cost for that, which is awesome. So there's an awesome there. But it also deals directly with the origin of your thyroid problem. Not everybody needs to be on thyroid medication that is on thyroid medication, which that also can help you find out if you're that person, which is awesome as well. You know, putting yourself in remission to maybe not being on thyroid medication anymore, and being guided it that that really is awesome i I mean that's the way it should be <laughs> ideally,
2: yeah, I feel like i I've been accused potentially in the past of being like a sort of like an optimist or an idealist or otherwise, but like I have to say, coming from that point of view, it allows you to look at the whole industry and see like what's really bullshit here and be able to think like. You know, you can't. You know, what can we build things on top of, and what we can't build things on top of? And the cash economy is is happening in medicine, and is only going to happen more and more with um, you know Trump in the in the White House over the next three years. And ultimately, for all of his his shortcomings, you know, you can see why why are companies like Amazon and you know, and Apple and otherwise, you know, really getting involved in healthcare now is because, you know, the the door has been opened to be able to you know, to be able to innovate in this space. The door has been slammed shut for the last eight years. Everyone was forced to buy a commercial health insurance plan from one of six companies. Right. Right. That's not progressive healthcare. That's right? a I grew up in the UK. Right. <laughs> that's, a, that's an oligopoly. Exactly. <laughs> and it's total and regulatory capture and all the things that come with a with a and with an oligopoly. And ultimately. You know, who do you think's gonna do better at solving healthcare? You think it's gonna be Amazon, or you think it's gonna be like someone who's literally incentivized to do the opposite, which is like Aetna? And so, you know, so I'm 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 excited about this. And the good news is, like, we're aiming for 10,000 people in our initial cooperative yeah, into the community that we're starting. And ultimately, we're here to say. We think that this is going to be a, you know, this is at whatever level we get started at, we're going to be able to showcase, you know, stories from our community How it's working. where, right. where you know, where we can show disease reversal, right? You know, if someone gets an autoimmune disease and they go on to an autoimmune medication, you just have to ask an insurance company to ask them, what is the projected cost for that patient in the next 10 years? Mm-hmm. And they all know that they if, you, if someone goes on to say humira, right? An insurance company has to put two million dollars aside because that's the expected cost of this person's care in the next five years or the next ten years. That's the way it is. People know that there's a crazy cost trajectory when you go on that level. Now I know from functional medicine is that same patient who gets diagnosed with an autoimmune condition early on where they would go on to that kind of medication if they do the functional medicine protocol they change their diet and lifestyle and particularly what they eat but also you know stress and sleep and exercise they can go into remission almost forever and so the cost is basically back down to zero so that is where the rubber hits the road like that's what we're talking about we're talking about keeping people healthy intervening early and upstream to be able to avoid them getting chronic conditions that end up being unbelievably costly, and that is what we're going to do.
1: Now, I'm a big fan of genetics, James, and I know you are as well. How, are, how is genetics going to play into this paradigm? Is that something that's going to be uh, recommended to be used for the individual and the uniqueness of Here's the thing. Of. So
2: everyone loves more precision in medicine, right? So you think about right. genetic mm-hmm. medicine, you're thinking about precision medicine, right? So where we've been is medicine for the average, right? That's, that's conventional medicine. One what size is the fits best,
1: all, right.
2: Yeah, one size fits all. What's the best intervention for, this, for an average person with this condition? And so, you know, and and then on the other end, so that's N equals population medicine. And then on the other end, you've got N equals one medicine, which is like medicine designed for your unique genetics. Everyone thinks that you need more precision, and it's true. No one would argue with you want to have more precise medicine, and the more precision that you get, the better. But I would argue that at this exact moment in time, right, functional medicine is 90% of the way to precision, right? Because ultimately, look at the two options. On one hand, you say, oh, you've got a headache. You should take Tylenol. That's population medicine because Tylenol gets rid of your headache. Whereas in functional medicine, they say, oh, you've got a headache. Could it be sunstroke? Could it be hormonal imbalance? Could it be not sleeping? (laughs) Could it be a blood sugar issue? Could it be that? That is precision medicine, right? That's precision medicine, and that's available right now because we're treating the cause, right? The the incremental value of more precision, i.e., doing genetic testing, maybe, but not yet. It's not ready for prime time. Like it's okay. I learned things last year when we did the genetic summit. Like I learned things about myself and my genetics that were valuable. I remember, but you know, <laughs>
1: but ultimately,
2: it's not going to be. You know, we're not we're not quite at a point yet where. Where genetic medicine is ready for prime time on on the average, I would say in five years let's let's get let 's get you know v one precision medicine going at scale first, right. which is functional medicine, and then for the like tenth of one percent of people that that level of precision is not enough, then we 'll add in another layer of precision for only those people where the cost reduction could be significant enough because they're on an expensive medication. I I think that genetic testing will, it's trending towards zero as far as what the cost will be. And so I think there'll be a point in the future where genetic testing will be cheap enough and the research will have come far enough that we actually know what's going on. Genetic testing is kind of like the Wild West at this moment. Right. And ultimately, if you were paying attention during the Interpreting Your genetics Summit, while every you know, researcher and what everyone's saying is like, look, we're still early in this genetics game, but ultimately what we see is that the most powerful force in genetics is epigenetics. And so the best thing that we can do is to create an environment where our genes are most likely to express health. And right. that's the operating system of the healthcare in my community, cost cost community, cost sharing community, which is called the new health community.
1: Perfect. That makes sense. I mean mm-hmm. that's that's yeah. a beautiful answer. <laughs> I like yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: All right. So October. I'm in.
1: Sign the <laughs> <laughs> this what, is when people is can purchase this. James, is that yeah, October? You can,
2: yeah, so October is when we're going to launch. Um, and then November 1st is obviously open enrollment, and that's when people are starting to make a lot of decisions about their health care. So check out newhealth.com. Um, if you go to – it's newhealth with a K, so K-N-E-W health.com. Um, if, you are, you know, if you are listening to this and you want to come out to the tour, we're doing this 20 city tour um, this summer – and so we're going to be in Colorado on the 6th of uh, August in Boulder um, for people who are local to you there. But if you go to newhealth.com tour, you can see all of the tour dates there. And yeah, we'd love to have you and, and um, I'd love to meet you and, and you can find out a little bit more about what we're doing. And yeah, it's, it's exciting to, you know, to see what we're going to do. And um, I really appreciate the support and the opportunity to come out and speak to your community.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think I'm gonna. I'm gonna, really I'm gonna try. I'm definitely gonna head out. I'm definitely I'm gonna head Josh, out. To Boulder on. Yeah, August, August 6th didn't, for didn't. you. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm gonna know.
1: try either Orange I'm County, San Diego, or Los Angeles with those dates. But yeah, I'm planning to attend. I think it's. I think it's amazing. It's a game changer.
2: Well, thank you. I appreciate it. And it's really exciting because ultimately this is not like something that I'm just dreaming up by myself. Like we're partnering with organizations that are currently doing this kind of health cost sharing for millions of people. So adding my 5,000 or my 10,000 or my 50,000 people on top of that is not going to break the system. You're going to come into a system that's already very well oiled. And all we have to focus on is what we've been doing for the last year and a half anyway and ultimately for 13 years which is delivering you know delivering lifestyle driven functional medicine.
1: Awesome. Well James I'm a big fan. Just know that. Um, oh. I think what ditto you is amazing.
0: Hm? Yeah, we're we're I said Ditto. We're so glad to have the opportunity to talk about this before it actually launches. We feel like we're kind of in the know. So thanks so much for joining us today James.
2: Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. And if you're listening to this and you like the idea of it, then, you know, please share it into your communities. I know there's a lot of communities online where people talk about this kind of stuff. And, yeah, we'd love to just continue to circulate the word and fill up the tour. And, yeah, November 1st is the day in Los Angeles. That's the day of Open Enrollment. We're going to
0: have a great event there. And um, it would be great to have you guys there. I will be there. I'll be I'll there be in there. Boulder on August sixth. So we look forward I look forward to meeting you. Thanks so much. Have a fabulous day and we'll talk to you. Bye James. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. <sighs> Interesting. I love it. Something
1: positive, right? I mean this is yeah. this is very positive. It really is. I think that... good news. It is good news. It's a game yeah. changer. I'm looking at the twenty eighteen tour dates and event ticketing. On goevomed.com forward slash tour. Uh, you can also go to k new k literally k n e w health. and read all about this new health paradigm. This this cost sharing insurance. I've been familiar with the um, the Christian ones in the past. I've got some people that are involved in it. And um, this, yeah, is, a way, this, this is, is a way first, to change when we first the got
0: here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's fantastic. Uh, it's definitely um, a really cool option and something that, you know, and one of the things that he kind of stressed, which I love, is that, you know, we need to take responsibility for our health. Tiffany, you and I say that, but it's easier said than done. Um, I do feel like the um, more we say this and the more we try and instill this in our kids, into future generations that this is something can, that can really be uh, relied on and accounted upon, you know. Um, this kind of seems like a, a new happy system for us all. I agree. Even to people who have been
1: ill since they are very little, it's the, the task can seem very daunting and, you know, you think you're a slave to genetics and different things, and that's not always true. I mean, there's ways to reverse diabetes I've done it there's ways and taking care of yourself keeps you alive and keeps you well and and it is a responsibility it is a responsibility mm-hmm. it's it's a win win all the way around it really is it really is it is it's super exciting i mean yeah. and it's something different my god we have to change it's not working most people can't afford to use their insurance that oh, is that that should just blow everybody's mind away and say, no, this is not okay. We're not doing this. I'm not there. going to do this. And I'm not, right. And, that, and this is an answer that. And that's what that. he did.
0: That's, that's what, what he did. did. He put his foot down and said, this is not going to work for me or my family and most of everybody, so I'm going to do something about it.
1: Right. Very,
0: very respectful. Amazing. Mm-hmm. hmm Godspeed, James. Okay. Right. Yeah, definitely. I'm okay, a, so I'm um, humbled. Open enrollment. Right Open enrollment is November 1st. Again, uh, New Health, K-N-E-W. And the website is knewhealthnow.com. Check it out. Wow, we'll probably be posting about it um, when that time gets closer to. So mm-hmm. as always, a very big thank you to our listeners. We love having you. We love doing the shows. If you like the show as well, we would love a positive review on iTunes so that others can discover the show and join in on all the fun and um, be sure and check us out you know while you're there you can download all the past shows and things but be sure and check us out on all the social media platforms we're pretty much covered everywhere (laughs) we're pretty much
1: covered everywhere I love that Uh, please don't forget to check out our amazing sponsor thriveprobiotic.com microbiome that's a big part of health and wellness it's not the biggest part of health and wellness. So we're super, super honored to have them as our sponsor. Please be sure to check them out, thriveprobiotic.com.
0: And exclusive recipes, exclusive expert-written articles, cutting-edge health for thyroid patients, um, access to an amazing, supportive, open, welcoming community, that is Thyroid Refresh. And we are, would love to have you join us um, Check it out, thyroidrefresh.com, and be sure to uh, keep an eye out for Thyroid 30, our first 30-day wellness venture. We'll be launching soon, so we're really excited.
1: Mm-hmm. I think more than anything,
0: I think that's critical to
1: patients who are suffering with chronic illness is to change your frame of mind. And both yes. Thyroid 30 and Thyroid Refresh and even the, the news, the cost-sharing, Mm-hmm. This is all about mm-hmm. health. We need to change the way we think. Quit thinking about mm. being ill. Let's think about being healthy. I think that's so important. So important to being well. Gotta, I mean it. Gotta re-true. To
0: reset our mindset, right? Right, right. Shift the, the mindset. Positive. Yeah, yeah right. right. It's too short. You know, everybody says that, but really and truly, I mean, just think. I mean, when your kids were little, or how fast it goes when you're. Kids are growing. I mean, life is too short and it'll be over in the wink of an eye. So, um, that's right. Let's think. That's, that's right. Let's, let's live it. Let's live it, you know. And yeah, it's not easy. Hey, um, not feeling You know good what, myself. though?
1: It is easy.
0: But the more you do it, the more you crave well, it, the true. more
1: you um, can't tolerate the conversation of illness. I, I truly, well, I, I know that personally where you're just like, I no, I, <laughs> I agree.
0: We were, we you were know? hiking on, um, I was hiking uh Monday with my sister in law and my daughter and you know, I kinda fell down like you know, I had all these little things going on and they're like asking me and I'm like, I just I really don't want to talk about it. Look how pretty, look at the mountains, look at the trees. <laughs> like I just I can't live there anymore. I can't live in that space anymore. It just doesn't feel good. And it it is a challenge to be actually hiking as high. We went we, we actually um, I think we did thirty floors. Yeah, we were four miles it was it was tough but it was good and happy and i was outside and i was just thinking fabulous as opposed to this is hard so if i can do it hopefully most everybody can i mean i'm I'm not the specter of health over here you know so um let's just, just change our mindset shift it right shift our mindset shift the mindset and once
1: you start doing it it will become easier and easier and easier to do. Like on your hike, if you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm having such a hard time breathing or whatever. But I can breathe. Mm -hmm. I am breathing, right? And then you look at other things. The mind is incredibly powerful. Uh, Medical mindfulness is amazing. And and, uh, I noticed that that was one of actually his speakers in – in the tour is Lisa Rankin. She's all about medical mindfulness, you know, yeah. that, that wow. ability for the mind to create wellness in an unwell situation, right? There's people, uh, we've interviewed the gal, I can't remember her name, that wrote the book Radical Remissions. What was the, the oh, common denominator yeah. in the people that were able to survive these terminal cancer diagnosis? And, you know, don't underestimate your brain ever. And that that just brings us to the close of the show where we always want to remind you that wellness is a journey and takes continual maintenance and evaluation. Your body is powerful. Your mind is powerful. Make sure they're plugged in. You're listening to yourself. Make sure to always listen to your own body. This is huge. Tune into it. Listen to what it's saying and you will be well if you can do it. I'm not a guaranteeing not a betting woman but I almost promise you that you will see significant bounds in your health when you can do that yep
0: thank you guys this is Dana and Tiffany your thyroid nation thrivers bring the collective health voice sorry I was on health there new new health there we go (laughs) Um, uh, thyroid thrivers worldwide so that together united we heal
1: and we will and we'll laugh because laughing and is healthy. Laugh more. <laughs> and we'll giggle. That's right. Have a wonderful week.